1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: In 2015, 14 people left behind their everyday lives to take part in a brand new social experiment. Could they
2: stay hidden for 28 days battling against paranoia, isolation and a correct team of experts whose mission it was to hunt them down?
0: It was a battle against the state and a platform for a program that's since hooked a nation. As viewers asked themselves one question.
2: Do we really have what it takes to go dark or in the world of modern detection, would we be hunted? hunted? I would like you to collect some wanted posters that we've had printed one way or another, rattle the cages, trying to provoke
1: a reaction.
2: Is there a £250 reward like there was for Nikki Allen? There certainly
1: is. She's close to us. She, she is close to us. We are now heading west. Fuck, oh, traffic. She's close to us. She's, she is
2: close to us. Distance there, Bex. Do a distance from where you want to. Peter, what I'm going to do, I'll get 11 this. 11 minutes. Going. Fuck! She's 11 minutes away from us. What? Based on what speed? What are
1: we are doing? 70 miles an hour? It
0: gets very lonely when you're running away. It's just this is the last week, so it should be getting easier, but it's not. I feel like I can't be safe anywhere because there's always a way that they can track you.
2: Right, two people are interesting that um, have come through this way.
0: I think they're actually in this area on a couple of bikes. Okay. If you do see them, to give us a
1: ring.
2: You can get complacent as a fugitive. It's very draining, very tiring. Who's your friend? Who's your enemy? Who's on side? Who isn't? Who can you trust?
0: My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. In 2022, we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed.
2: And now, in the absence of a new series, we've gone back to the start as we attempt to find the answers to our unanswered questions.
0: Like... Did Stephen get the idea to patrol the campsite from watching Line of Duty? Seriously, he looked like an overgrown member of an OCG.
2: How did the fugitives actually receive their information, and how did they make it to the extraction point?
0: One minute Lauren was in Wales, the next she moved over 200 miles to the extraction point. Not to mention the time, John. Shall like we series- save it for the
2: actual show? Quick, someone hit the vocal before she has a meltdown. Other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands staying from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep, move feed hurt it easy. You don't want to be fast asleep on the skin. Better stand tall, ready for a fight,
0: believe me. When they try the chains, you can say no, free me.
2: Are you alright now? Or are you going to carry on ranting over the next hour or so?
0: Um, I'm alright now. But I've probably got some rants stored up in me.
2: Strap yourselves in, kids. Hello, and welcome (laughs) back to the Hunted podcast. Hope that you're all doing all right. We've finally reached episode six, the final episode of series one. Uh, As we've done Hunted, revisited our look back at the classic 2015 series. No idea what we're going to do next. Maybe we'll have to go for series two. Or delve into Celebrity Hunted. We'll make up our minds. Or, you never know, we might get lucky and we might get a series on TV. Highly doubt it, but...
0: We, you never know.
2: You do never know, especially as, uh, you know, only a few days ago, Stand Up For Cancer tweeted a very cryptic.
0: Yes, they did.
2: But whether that will involve Hunted or not remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. And then we've got all sorts of continuity things, which could be an issue as well. But yeah. more on that another time, shall we? Yeah. By the way, if you want to uh, share <laughs> your reaction to Hunted Revisited, send us your suggestions maybe for what we do next. You can get in touch on all things social media.
0: Uh, Twitter at HuntedPod, Instagram at HuntedPod, Facebook HuntedPod or email HuntedPod at Outlook.com. Or you can
2: send us your WhatsApp messages or WhatsApp voice notes via the number, which neither of us can ever remember, but it is in the description. Yes. So have a look in there and get involved. Right, what are we talking about today? I presume it's series. One. Episode. Six. It is indeed right. So Mm -hmm. this is of course the final episode and what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little bit different uh, in today's podcast mainly because in this episode not a lot really happens.
0: Not really no. It's There's there's not a great deal.
2: In terms of the groups anyway like we have been doing. So what we're going to do is we're basically just going to talk through the episode as it sort of plays out and then we're going to share our um, thoughts and sort of uh, things like that on the series as a whole yep. at the back end of the episode. And then next week, mm. what have we got next week? Because we've already done it but obviously, you know, oh. we've not put it out yet.
0: Uh, we got a little interview.
2: Yes. Tell
0: us more. So, we went on a car journey and uh, we met a certain deputy and that deputy's name is Ray.
2: Raymond. to give you his full title. We met Ray. Yes, and uh, ourselves and Ray were in a meeting room, which was all right, actually. That's nice right, yeah. Um, And we chatted for a good hour and a bit about Hunted Series 1 in general and yes. got his thoughts on it. So we're going to share that episode with you next week. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to record a little bit more, didn't we? Because we yeah. were having such a good time and it was really open and everything. Um, and we spoke about everything from the heist mm-hmm. to Hunted. To his career a little bit, to processes, to what people have done, and some and some really really good stories, um, and we did get one story which I'm sure he won't mind us sharing in this little bit because we didn't really record it on the podcast. You forgot to mention <laughs> oh my it to God. me
0: um,
2: <laughs> about how Hunter is sometimes filmed, you know, like in the summertime, and how the weather has an impact on not just the. <laughs> physical (laughs) states
0: um yeah so me and Ray were having a little chat um and Ray was telling me about when they filmed I can't remember what series it was that he said but he said it was during a heat wave um and he said that he was given a suit a very nice suit um and during said time because (laughs) of how hot he got and how much he sweated and
2: also to add into that as well it's not just the heatwave you have to contend with. You've got studio yeah. lights and yeah. cameras, and, and there's th- they all have of that. to
0: switch the aircon off because of sounds. The windows are blocked, so they're not open. Um, the fans are outside of the studio, um, so he sweated a lot and said suit rotted.
2: Very, very nice indeed. <laughs> We've got lots of really good stories from Ray, and um, we won't share many, any other of them now. Go and listen to it because we got stories in. To be honest. It feels like a three-parter. Yeah. Um, we did predominantly talk about, like, Series 1 in the first bit, but we had so much bit. It did every now and again sort of blur into y- wider y- yeah. series, which is why we're going to sort of do our review today. Because we were – yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll do the Series <laughs> 1 part, and then we'll release the others. Whether or not we release them sort of in consecutive weeks or not, we haven't decided yet. We're waiting on a couple of things, because by the time that that episode comes out, that's going to be end of October – which leads into November, which is when Stand Up To Cancer did the cryptic tweet yeah, about... Yeah, wasn't
0: that like the third?
2: Yeah. So if, if and it is a big if, mm. Celebrity Hunted for Stand Up To Cancer gets shown in November, we don't know, and nope. Ray doesn't know, nobody knows uh, at this point as we're recording this on the 12th of October. We'll obviously do the Celebrity Hunted series and save the Ray episode for Christmas. We might do that anyway, or we might just release it. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to do yet. No. So, make sure you're following us on all things social media to find out. Mm-hmm. Should we start? Go on, then. Um, pre warning. At uh, some point in the show, in the next 20 minutes and 40 seconds, uh, my alarm will go off on my phone because guess what we're cooking again?
0: We're cooking chicken. <laughs> we always
2: do it when we record a podcast. Right, delve into it. Let's go. Hunted series. One. Episode. Six. Let's go.
0: Okay, so we're, we're just going to go chronologically... As it happened.
2: Which is why I'm putting it on you, because I don't write okay. it down like that. You do. So,
0: we're going to start off with Stephen and Martin. Their bank account gets frozen, or HQ decide to freeze their bank account. Um, So, Stephen and Martin decide to top up their funds. They get a lift from a stranger. When they use um, the ATM, HQ are obviously, as we all know, made aware of them using
2: atm now it's a great tactic at this point because what obviously at the very start of the show you are given x amount of money to use mm-hmm. and to to use on your on the run but there were no specifics in this series that you had to use all of it no. or had to use it at all no it was just there um so they used it i think on day one or yeah. uh, they used it very early didn't yeah, they? I briefly so. did they i think
0: I don't know.
2: Actually, I I wrote down haven't used it much. I think they used it early. They
0: must have used it at some point.
2: Let's say they've not used it all and they've used it a little bit. They've not used it much and, you know, have saved it up for, as as is a good tactic, actually, because if you're, say, in Scotland and you need to get down to Cornwall, you're going to need cash. So having it there is good to use. But what the hunters have done is actually, if they're banking on doing that, if that's their game plan to do that the hunters freezing their accounts as you can do is a really good move because if they are in Scotland and they've got to get to Cornwall, straight away they're going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's a really good move to, to use. Yeah. And it it does work and it doesn't work for them because um, they are planning to do something else, I think, and then essentially they end up getting a uh, a lift in, in a minibus and they haven't really got any cash and they have to sort of – change their approach a little bit and continue in the vein that they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so by using by getting a lift in the minibus, um that sort of gives HQ some more information because they're able to trace the person who has rented said minibus. Um and it gives them an area that they are in. Um and it ends up with HQ getting CCTV footage of Stephen and Martin on the canal path.
2: Straight away, that gives them the answer to their unanswered questions of, oh, that's how they've gone undetected. That's how they've got from A to B. That is how they've done. Mm. But at this point, that information is probably too little too late for them. They aren't able to put any sort of teams in place to go looking in those areas. They just know that, that if they are likely to get anywhere, that... You know looking on CCTV or looking in town centers that sort of thing looking on public transport networks is a dead end avenue for them or is likely to be a dead yeah. end avenue for them so it just it gives them an idea of how they've been um getting a, getting around a little bit um and the bikes do come in useful for them because as Martin I think does all the washing and washes the clothes in the uh, laundry yeah. on the campsite where they're saying Stephen as we said in the intro, rides around the campsite like a member of the of an ocG. <laughs>
0: You see him on his bike, just
2: go up and down, up and down. He's on
0: patrol. He's on patrol. Should have got him
2: a special jacket.
0: (laughs) A high vis. Then um, we see HQ searching through Twitter messages to find password or searching through messages in general, sorry, to find a Twitter password um, and HQ then finds their secret Twitter account.
2: Yes, because if you remember in the previous episode uh, HQ did a little bit of phishing, that's phishing with a PH um, on Stephen and Martin's partners. One of them accessed a link which gave them access to phones and passwords and emails and stuff Mm. and Doug absolutely smashes it. Doug smashes it and they find the Twitter account which is Smith 123 Alfie at Smith 123 Alfie and yes I'm going to look for it right now <laughs> to see if it's there um which I think does you know reveal a lot about what they're doing and it gives the hunters another um another thing to to go ah oh, that's how they that's how they've been doing it that's how they've been communicating and yeah. it sort of yeah it, it says a lot about them doesn't it, it doesn't exist anymore
0: oh Anyway. Shame. Aww. Um. So yeah. And then we leave Stephen and Martin. Um, and we head over to Lauren and Emily. Yes. Um, Emily is on a caravan park in Kent. Um and then she ends up speaking to a family who then offer her somewhere to stay. Um HQ continue to monitor the phones of Emily's family, and obviously. As is the normal Emily routine, she phones her kid's dad.
2: Yes, uh, she does. Uh, the caravan park, by the way, is in Dartford in Kent, so it turns out she's in the right place in the country later on. Um, but as they sort of uh, pick up that link to um, Dawn Blackmore, I think, which is Emily's mum, or I don't think it is, I can't remember. They've I think
0: that's the person who she goes and stays with. Yes,
2: it is. Yeah, sorry, I apologise. Yeah, that's. so they find the link to Dawn from the call to her baby's dad. Uh, And then, meanwhile, she's relocated by Dawn to Canterbury to stay with Marnie, who is Dawn's daughter. Did you not get that bit?
0: Yeah, you've you've jumped.
2: Have I jumped? Oh, sorry, I've done a Hunter production team. Sorry, you go back. (laughs) You fill in the gaps for us, because the Hunter production team on Series 1 definitely
0: didn't. Well, I don't know if it is a jump, but I've got where Lauren is in between.
2: Ah, you see, yeah. I I didn't write that down.
0: Okay, well, carry on with Emily.
2: Okay, sorry. I mean, you can go to Lauren if you want. No. I I didn't write any of that information down until part two, so...
0: No, carry on.
2: Okay. Um, Is it that she's hidden in Wales? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that in part two. I carried, I had Emily before that. Oh, okay. Um, so she's relocated by Dawn, Emily this is, to stay with Marnie, who's Dawn's daughter. HQ are tracking um, Dawn's phone, which is switched on because obviously she used that to make the call. Uh, David Blakely heads to that location. And fortunately to, for Emily, that location is right next to Canterbury train station, where... The hunters get confused. They think, because they don't know the link to Marnie, they think that Dawn has dropped her at Canterbury train station mm-hmm. and spent time looking for CCTV there for her onward movement, where in actual fact, she's tucked up in a house, not one street behind the train station, which is where, of course, she was dropped off as she waits for Dawn's daughter, Marnie. Yes.
0: Um, and then, as we said, we've got Lauren in Wales, who has completely disappeared, and she's with Angela and Beryl.
2: Oh, Angela and Beryl. It's always nice to have some friends introduced in the last episode, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I wrote down she was chilling with the sheep.
0: <laughs> As you do. Um, and then I got that HQ have got a new tactic. Um, and we do wanted posters, radio, social media. And then I've got a little quote from Steve.
2: Oh, you wrote down a quote. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you know where he is, give us a ring. You'll get 250 quid.
2: I still prefer dead or alive. Preferably Probably alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, And then... We get um, both Stephen and Martin and Lauren realising that there are wanted posters. So Stephen and Martin see, see the wanted poster as their profile pictures. Um, Lauren is told of the poster as Beryl spots it. And then they have a little liaise with Angela. Um, and then um, we go back to Stephen and Martin. Who
2: have a tactical switch and ditch the, ditch the BMXs, ditch,
0: ditch the bikes and they walk separately. Um, And plan plan to camp near the air site. Um, and then this is when we get the information of extraction. We don't know how they've got the information.
2: Yes, we don't. Where this
0: information has come from. We just get told that there are 48 hours remaining. They're told of secret extraction. HQ are told that it is going to be 12 p.m. on the 31st of May 2015.
2: In mainland UK.
0: In mainland UK. The fugitives are told that it's Fair Oaks Airport in Surrey.
2: And critically, that they're not safe until the plane is in the air.
0: Not safe until a takeoff.
2: And we get um, a little bit of an explanation as to why they do the extraction, uh, rather than it just being your phone goes off, 28 days is done and, mm. and whatever. Um, and it's actually quite a good explanation, really. And its I actually feel like it's not done in the right way. Um, because it's just a passing comment from Blex, and he's ta- he talks about what fugitives will try and do is get out of the yeah. UK. So yeah. the whole idea of extraction is to extract yourself from, from the, the UK, UK um, which is the whole... Um, because then what comes into play is different police forces, different, different laws, laws, all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, and there is that.
0: And once they're in another country, you've then got to go through the whole process of getting them brought back to the UK.
2: Yes, which is easier said than done. So that is why... Extraction exists in the hunted world. I did like the countdown clock. I was a fan of that. I was
0: a fan of that. That was good. Yeah, it had it had days, and then it went into hours.
2: And of course, what you get when you when uh, HQ get that information is a bit of a change in focus. Um, and it just all sort of unfolds very very quickly because, as you know, I write down like the parts of the the show which mm-hmm. it's shown in the, in the corner. Uh, I'm on part four already, so.
0: Okay, I just write down it, it as it happens.
2: And, um, yeah, it, it's, it just all ha- sort of happens in a blur and that whole... They miss a bit of a trick in terms of showing showing us what they did and that whole building up the tension to the end.
0: Yeah. Um. So, our next step is Lauren and Emily again. Lauren, we see very briefly, saying she doesn't want to get caught. Emily um mark and karen go to question dawn hq then find the canterbury link with her daughter and find her daughter's address um mark knocks on the door but emily has already moved on um we see them questioning dawn's daughter and friend and they give up the inf- the information on sort of where emily has gone um and say that the money was definitely an incentive
2: is that where you got the quote from? or did st- was? The- no,
0: I got that way before then. So wh- who was
2: Steve talking about? I think Steve he was on about? the
0: radio.
2: Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, you're right. I think he because was on the
0: radio. I
2: wrote down offers 250 quid. Mark and Karen are interviewing Marnie and her housemate Jack, Aww. 250 quid. And basically Jack's a snake and says, uh, yeah, I'll take the 250 quid.
0: I mean, if you're a student, you're going to take 250
2: quid. I mean, to be honest. I've never seen them or or met them before. I'd probably take the 250 quid. Yeah. Although Marnie didn't look too happy about it. No. But Jack was like, yeah, I'll take 250 quid. I bet
0: she wasn't angry later on when they were in the pub having a few drinks and then having a takeaway.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, rest in bitch face on camera, look annoyed at him on camera, but later on, it's the secret high five. Yeah. Boom. Uh, So, yes, obviously with that information, uh, they don't, Exactly know all the information, but because of um, Jack's info, they know that the uh, that Emily is heading to Surrey, which means at that point they can deduce quite quickly that the extraction point is somewhere in Surrey. Yes.
0: Um, so then we have HQ searching for airfields. Um, Stephen and Martin are in Surrey. They have one night left, and they they find they meet David who lets them stay in his garden for the night. As you do. As you do. Um, Angela is driving Lauren to Reading, and she's going to be one hour from the airfield. Emily, during her time on the run, has travelled almost 1,400 miles, and she is in a room above a pub in Chillum.
2: I didn't write down a location. I just wrote 75 miles away from extraction.
0: I just got Chillum. And then... Time jump. Then we're on three fucking hours left. How did we get... How did we get from, you know, so we've gone from 48 hours.
2: I told you she was going to
0: run. To three hours. Oh, we've got another jump.
2: I did warn you.
0: We've got another jump. So HQ are ringing around Airfield. They get the flight manifest, which tells you who's going to be on that flight. Every flight has one. It says who's going to be on the flight so that they can check off to make sure that people are there. Yeah. You know, done. Um, we have the team strate- strategically placed. Um, Emily uses a family friend to drive her to the airfield. Then we've got less than 30 minutes left. Three hours, 30 minutes. Where have those two and a half hours gone?
2: I wrote less than 30 minutes Less as well. than
0: 30 minutes.
2: As uh, the, the flight manifest confirms, uh, it's going to be Fair Oaks Airport on the ground. Team's obviously... Um, uh, are desperate for a plane delay because they are on there. Now, with the whole plane delay thing, this I found this quite interesting. Um, so there are un unma- unmonitored or something. Um,
0: air- yeah.
2: Yeah, so un uncontrolled airports. Controlled. Yeah, so there are controlled and uncontrolled airports. So with a controlled airport, police, whoever, can put in requests to stop that mm-hmm. plane taking off. Say, for example, there's a person on board that they feel yeah. is is dodgy or whatever, or they I need know. to speak to, they can stop it. But an uncontrolled mm. one, you cannot. No. And that, of course, is what Fair yeah. Oaks is or was.
0: I think your controlled ones, you're looking at like East Midlands, Heathrow, those kind of things. Yeah. I think your uncontrolled are your little air por- ports and your airfields where maybe you have people going and doing skydives from, that mm. kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, those sort of the littler ones, yeah. the the ones which are sort of multi-use and things like that. Um, both of them have sort of uh, got there. Uh, Mark was the closest ground hunter. Mark and Karen, um, Stephen and Martin arrive in a jeep. Lauren arrives on foot. Emily also arrives on foot. And just before the plane, Lauren and Emily are reunited.
0: They are. They have a little, um, and end up running together. Um, They get on the plane, they have a little cuddle. It
2: was a B-200 aircraft for those who know exactly what that (laughs) is or are interested in those things. I haven't, I just know it's a letter and three numbers.
0: Um, Stephen and Martin are out of the car running. They're on the plane. HQ then realise that they can't stop the plane because as we've said, it's an uncontrolled airport. The plane takes off and Mark and Karen are too late. Uh,
2: the The chief then delivers the bad news and says, it's a good try. But they've moved on. And it almost yeah. felt like a bit of a damp squib ending, uh, yeah. that one. There was no tension built up to it. It was almost like they, they got to the final thought, oh, right, oh, shit, we need to put something in here. And it just did not there work was, out whatsoever. There was whatsoever. no, like,
0: you know how, like, now we get them crowded round the big screen yeah. and everyone's like... Come on, come on, we can do it. We can do it. Where are you? Where because are at, you? At that
2: point, HQ's job is done. Yeah, they, they can't, can't do anything else. They, yeah, they literally can't do anything else but other than try and pull resources. And it
0: sort of was like they only sent Mark and Karen. No one else really got sent to it. Um, and it w- it was just sort of like, oh, Mark and Karen are on the way. It'll be fine. We don't need to. We don't need to check up on them. We don't all need to be watching to see what happens. Yeah. It was just sort of a. Mark and Karen stood at the side watching the plane take off. Yeah,
2: it wasn't great at all. There was nothing. Thank God it got better in future Mm. series. That's all I can say. So Stephen and Martin and Emily and Lauren were extracted to uh, another country, a.k.a. they went up in the plane, did a loop, landed back down, and jobs are good and back to to their everyday lives, critically without a share of £100,000 because there was no prize money in that. And that was uh, basically it in terms of... uh, the show and in terms of what they did so mm-hmm. congratulations to them because they became the uh, the very first winners of the show i'm sure now watching on they'll be absolutely uh, so frustrated and annoyed that yeah there was a cash prize i'm gonna edge a bet that,
0: that they've got something
2: they will have received something yeah for doing that but it was because it was an experiment it wouldn't have wanted to be sort of you know put in that way and shown that way mm-hmm. so i think like yeah a little, a little secret, a little secret NDA style thing. Yeah. That's non-disclosure agreement, um, style thing for for all of that. So, yeah, well done to them. Um, and I'm sure that it was an experience that they will uh, never forget. Um, but it, yeah, it it didn't really inspire in terms of how final episodes and how final movements play out because we've literally just gone through everything they did in less than twenty minutes, ah, and it was just. Yeah, they didn't do much. No, they didn't. Yeah, it it really not did much, not inspire.
0: Not when you compare it to, like, what happened with Bobby and the Speakmans.
2: And what's happening, f- like, when it was Kibble, you and Thomas, I can yes. think of so many, uh, like, extractions which are really, really yeah. strong and really, really good. But maybe that's not the only thing we... Uh, dislike or like about this series nope. but uh, we'll talk more about that first and foremost though shall we have a little listen and uh, to those final moments and uh, a little bit of a recap of uh, the final episode as Stephen and martin emily and lauren make it to extraction and the first series of hunted is complete <laughs>
1: Stephen, Martin, Emily and Lauren have escaped capture for 26 days. But, with just 48 hours to go, the fugitives have been told they must end their time on the run via a secret extraction point. At the same time, Chief Brett Lovegrove is informed the fugitives will be making an imminent bid for freedom.
2: The hunt for the fugitives will end 1200 hours midday, Sunday the 31st of May 2015. Any remaining fugitives still on the run will make a bid for an extraction point, a single extraction point somewhere in mainland UK. And we've got to find out where that is. Private boat to get them down the Thames, out to the Channel and away. No passport control, no immigration control. Air yeah, you've got private airports, again uh, the back of a van and off to an airfield, potentially. If a fugitive leaves the UK, your problems multiply. Different police forces, different legal systems, different jurisdictions all throw up challenges of their own.
1: In less than two days, the fugitives will attempt to reach an extraction point. What the hunters don't know is that the fugitives must make their escape on a private aircraft. From Fair Oaks Airport in Surrey. But they won't be safe until the plane is in the air.
2: We have less than 24 hours left. We need to find a single extraction point.
1: Believing the extraction point for the remaining fugitives to be somewhere in Surrey, the hunters focused their investigation on possible escape routes in the area.
2: We're looking at airfields that they could use for an extraction within that area there. So I'm turning off military airfields as they wouldn't get on without showing valid ID. Turning off disused airfields, which would narrow us down to those airfields that chartered aircraft here in the extraction. It could literally be someone that picks them up in their private
1: aircraft and whisks them away. Come on. Come on. we done we done The fugitives are not safe until the aircraft takes off at midday. Dredge, English, particle and coal, all on that manifest. The aircraft is Bravo 200. Okay, far are away, away. We're
0: here now. This is it.
1: Jesus, it's a realism sinking in, isn't it? OK. Yeah, is
0: yeah, yeah, stop, yeah. stop, stop,
2: stop. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Go this way. Go left, go next, go left.
1: one?
2: the one? the only one? You made it!
1: Just keep an eye, Karen. Okay,
0: okay, let's go.
2: see uh, the plane has taken off with the fugitives on board we've missed them good try but they've moved on so there you go stephen and martin are extracted as are lauren and emily well done to them but what did we make as the series as a whole as we did. Hunted, Revisited. You've obviously listened to what we've had to say over the past six weeks or so. Thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, we'll have uh, Raymondo's thoughts next week on the show for you as well. But we thought we'd go through um, our thoughts on certain bits Mm -hmm. uh, now for you. There'll be some positives, some pros, some negatives. Um, But like we say, we're trying to be as balanced as we can. And we have to remember that in all of this, we know that the series does evolve as well. So we're not just talking about this like it's just been on now. Um, we're going to talk about the, the journey as well. Series as a whole, for me, I really did enjoy that social experiment side of things. Yeah. I did think that that was a, a real valuable thing to do. There was not really anything like it on telly at the time. And it definitely sort of provided um, some insights into, oh, actually, could I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, could I do this? Could I do that? Could I cope? And all of that sort of stuff. So I felt it was quite good for, for that but I'm definitely glad that it's evolved into the show uh, that it is. I think we had some interesting characters, but I don't think that the production of it, in terms of the way it was mapped out, um, really helped its cause. We talk a lot about this, don't we, actually, next week with Ray. Yes. Um, about how we get to meet somebody, and then we, we ju- what we want to do, and what we we do now, is we invest in their characters. For example sarah kibble mm-hmm. we'd really invest in her character and her emotional during yeah. Na- nathan and Je- and james and all of the people that are on it we invest in their journeys because we see them from episode one all the way through to when they're captured yeah. whereas in this one you know uh, emma and adam channel for example had a really good story but we don't see them until what episode five yeah and then we've seen them for like th- three parts yeah. if that and we don't, just as we get in to know them and we're thinking these two could be quite formidable, it comes to an end and it's disappointing. It's
0: sort of like if production haven't thought, like after watching everything, if production's sort of gone, oh, wait, they've not really done a lot or they've not done enough that's exciting. So like we see loads of Ricky Allen because what he does probably is what they wanted they yeah, wanted they someone to go out and you know yeah. actually that's hide. a good point
2: because when they first conceived this they wouldn't have really had a vision of what it was going to be because no. for example it was called the search and not yeah. hunted so
0: you know with Ricky Allen him he basically did what you would probably expect a fugitive to sort of do
2: yeah
0: to get out and go to the middle of the no- middle of nowhere and hide like we watched One of them is a killer and he goes into some woods and hides. Yeah. That's basic, apart from the killing, that's basically what Ricky Allen does. He goes and hides. Lauren and Emily, you get Emily phoning home lots, (coughs) which is sort of something that you would expect. Stephen and Martin, they use the canal path. They are hidden. Yeah. You know, all all three of them who we see, you know, relatively quite a lot... All do something that maybe production was expecting them to do. Yeah,
2: when they had the idea on paper or in their little meeting room of, oh, what in terms of like what a fugitive would do, they probably are the closest that comes to it.
0: Whereas Emma and Adam, they went hiking and camping. When you think about it, that's what they did. And then they came home and went to cricket. Yeah. Adam Young. Went hiking. Yeah. Do you know what we,
2: we actually saw a lot of in this series? Staying in the same place.
0: Yeah. They stayed in the same place. Um, I mean,
2: Ricky Allen does stay in the same place a lot. But he but, does but stuff. But he does stuff. And that's the difference between yeah. him and the others. The others, literally, like, if we evaluate the other fugitives now, we go we'll go through them, right? So um, Sandra, and, Sandra and Sandra and Elizabeth, they catch a load of buses, but they do it, one thing. It made it's sense put. to
0: get rid of them straight away.
2: Exactly. Um, then you get Davinda and Harinda. they stay with the mates then they they go up to 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 Scotland
0: stay with some s- other people stay with some other people The only Same good thing. thing that they did was talking to that um was it an intelligence specialist or something yeah who they then Heavy. don't who they then don't listen to
2: yeah, and the only other th- good thing they did was the decoy,
0: yeah, but then you know they draw the hunters into themselves by. Phoning home,
2: Steve, uh, Adam Adam Young, you know, literally just goes to one place and stays there yeah. in West Witten for ages. Yeah, Freddie and Jackie, who obviously we see in episode five, and that's it—literally one place.
0: Yeah, they go to a caravan park.
2: So I think the hunters, uh, the the hunters, maybe had it easier than what they thought they were going to have mm. it. But also, I think the production had a real dilemma when once it played out because they'd been commissioned for a show, but also. They didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot to go on other than the three no. people, we, the three sets that we see yeah. the most of. And as, as frustrating as it is for us as viewers in not getting to know their stories, maybe they just weren't stories that maybe. they felt were good enough to tell.
0: Maybe. It would have been nice if we got it. And I know we've talked about this a lot and we talk about it with Ray as well. It would have been nice if we got introduced to everyone at the start and everyone was, you know, running on the same sort of timeline and we were seeing everyone on the same day, so it was easier to work out where everyone was instead of someone being on day 14 and someone being on day 4.
2: Yeah, and there's, there's ways and means of doing that, but like Ray says next week, we won't talk about it too much because we don't want to give it a, give mm. too much away. In a real investigation, unless it is a jailbreak...
0: You don't see them on day 1.
2: Yeah, and they don't, they don't know each other, they don't meet no. each other, so actually the realism of that is more true yeah. to an investigation.
0: I, yeah, but it just...
2: Yeah, for a TV show it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, for a TV show where everyone's meant to start on the same day and finish on the same day, yeah, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't.
2: Um the other sort of uh, things that we sort of enjoy about it, they do explain the process a little bit more with the, the like mm-hmm. the covert recording stuff and uh the interview processes and what have you. And you do get that sort of like detective office sort of uh, feel to it, but I don't know, again because of the time jumps that sort of leaves you a little bit uh, frustrated gameplay wise they definitely needed to have some more rules in place which is what yeah. comes in in the next series and i think we will see uh, when we do hunted revisited for series 2 mm. um i think we'll def- definitely see a little bit of improvement in those sort of uh, those sort of areas as well um and yeah look at those little processes and everything what about um the extraction then obviously i know you're not a massive fan of planes no, and, uh, I and don't all of that mind stuff
0: planes because i th- feel like that's different a plane is different it's when they just keep rolling out helicopters like it gets a bit boring
2: yeah i i get that and it's it's that it is that classic thing of um what the most likely point way of getting out hmm. would be but it is just repetitive um I didn't feel like it was done very well. It was shown very well, the extraction. Um, But again, that's because we're so used to uh, it being a game and the hunters being made aware of their location once they'd received that information. It wouldn't happen in a real investigation. I think sometimes we're a little bit guilty on this podcast of forgetting that Series 1 was not a game show. It It was an experiment. experiment.
0: yeah we do forget it and we try to put sort of series 1 in the same box as the rest of the series um but yeah i think we just forget that they are they were made for two completely different reasons
2: yeah i would i would take some elements of series 1 into like a new series but i do i'll have, looking back on it now having watched them all and having seen how it's grown it's in a far better place now as a show than yeah. than than where it was. I think I would take that realism of them not being launched together, them going from their homes, mm. but I would introduce them all in episode one yeah. and follow their timelines that way. Um, and then again, like with Extraction, I think I would, um, yeah, I'd, I'd come up with a better way of doing it. I did have an idea actually and it's a, a bit of a a different one. With Extraction, obviously the whole point of it is to get out of the country. Yeah. But there is another thing that a fugitive can do. Mm. And that is assume a new identity.
0: Ooh, yeah.
2: And it got me... The, real, the reason I thought about it, because we were talking to Ray about the heist and obviously how yeah. that ends, because they launder their money to, to, to become yeah. clean. And so that basically means you go from one to the other and you go off the radar. And it's mm. that going off the radar thing, which is... An interesting thing, and you know how we always want to see like a train extraction. Yeah. Imagine the extraction point being getting on a tube, and on that tube you are handed an envelope which contains all of your new details. So once you're off, once you've received that envelope and got off at the next stop, you have assumed that person the new identity, and and therefore can't be traced, and you're all good.
0: I like that.
2: Just a little bit different. Yeah. Mix it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I like that. Because it's
2: the only other way, really, of... And if you think about what, you know, a fugitive on the run, what they, what they would do, well, they would... They'd get again, out of the country, but also they'd get out of the country to assume a new identity. Or
0: they'd have assumed it before they have even left. Yeah. Because if you Poles think... Passport, all yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, because if you think in real life, once you escape prison or commit a crime or whatever, there would be, I think it, they call it an all-ports warning. Yes. So, ferry ports, train stations airports, your picture, your name, your passport number probably is going to be on an alert system. Yeah. So if you go in and you use your actual name and passport, you're done for. As soon as as soon as soon they scan it or put your details into their system, however it works, the police are going to be alerted and they're going to come for you. So before they even try and get on plane, train, whatever... They're going to have assumed that new identity.
2: Yeah, so maybe that could be a different element that could be added mm. to it um, in the future. Your thoughts as a whole, as a series, then? Do you think it, it did set it up for what it is now, or do you think they were it? It was more of a we tried it as a social experiment, but actually, what we've realised in the edit is this works far better as a as a game.
0: I think I think it's a good basis for what's to come um obviously they you can see that they change things and i think it's a good learning curve for production to then turn it into what it is now but i also think that what it produces they probably see that having it as just a social experiment isn't going to keep working they need to offer something for people to take part cuz people are going to probably start seeing Oh well this is just a bit easy if there's money involved. And we put rules in place. You know, we had four of them get to the end on the first one. You never get four again. Yeah. You Oh no you do. do. You do. Um
2: but in the only in the early series. Yeah.
0: You know, um having four reach the end in your first series that was probably a bit of a bit hard for them. Um, so I think production's probably gone, yeah, let's offer some money, let's put some rules in place, let's make it a bit trickier.
2: Yeah, and I think it just makes for an all-round better show like that, because also, how many people re- you know really want to put themselves through that to get nothing at the end mm. of it other exactly. than a change, uh, you know, like learning little bits and bobs about yourself, it's, it's really difficult to do that, which is actually why I think that there probably was some money involved somewhere, which... Just wasn't mentioned uh, on the show. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's certainly interesting and definitely th- they've done it in the right way. One thing for me, I think we we need to talk about is the casting because yeah. essentially it is a casting of the show. Yeah. Um, we obviously can harp on forever about we didn't really get to see a lot of the the fugitives and and what they did, but they all did contribute in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form to the show. Sandra and Elizabeth um, really showed us that. Um, that public transport is watching you wherever wherever yeah, you go. Yeah, and you
0: shouldn't just stick to it.
2: Um, Freddie and Jackie um showed us that sometimes you can go off the radar and just get unlucky, but also that you it doesn't mess with your mind. You know, they try and go to the shops in yeah. in their little bit and they get spooked and yeah. and their behaviour when they weren't even looking for them for a car that's what got them act caught natural out. yeah if they didn't act, if they'd have acted natural Danny and Nick would have carried on yeah. driving and wouldn't have found them and no. they might have even gone on yeah. to reach extraction they
0: just needed to like just act natural it's n- every big car that drives past it's not not every car's going to be a hunter mm. you've just got to carry i know it's hard to say and i know you know we've not done it so we can't say what it's like but Keep acting natural and don't bring attention to yourself.
2: Yeah. And then you obviously with, with the others, with Harinder and Devindo, we sort of... I think with that one, I think the production had a real dilemma on their hands because they could have delved in and played on the storyline mm. of the terrorism angle... Yeah. Um, which I think would have been the wrong thing to do, to be fair. Um, they used it to some degree. We saw the little clip on the bus and everything, mm. um, but they didn't dwell too much on it. And what we saw with those two is when people give you advice that have got industry expertise, listen to that yeah. advice. Yeah. And, you know, we learned a lot from them about burner phones, even if you, you know, change the SIM card or whatever. It's still traceable. Mm-hmm. Don't make those calls. Be prepared to, to cut yourselves off. And also, if you're going to hide somewhere, don't hide somewhere which has only got one door.
0: Don't trap yourself in a shop. Yeah.
2: It might as <laughs> so well and good looking at the CCTV cameras, but if you're looking at those CCTV cameras and the hunters are stood outside the only door that you can get out of, you're a bit fucked. Yeah. What else did we learn? Um, what did we learn from uh, Adam Young?
0: Don't pack everything that you own. You don't need multiple bags. Uh, Always tip the waitress uh, because they'll snitch on you if you don't. Don't stick to one place. Don't just hide. And also, if you're going to get on a bus, don't stay on it till the end destination. Yeah. (laughs) And don't get on a National Express bus. Yeah. Because you're going to get caught. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, like we said, Bus Hunters. Bus Hunters. Bus Hunters could well be a thing. Um, in terms of the others then, there are some lessons that we learnt from, I'm going to call them the minor characters. We've missed one pair. Adam and Adam, Adam and Emma Channel. Mm-hmm. What did we learn from them? I felt like they they did make a mistake, the production in that one. We should have seen more of them. Yeah, so I think we would have learned a lot more from them. We only see them yeah. in one episode, really. They had a lot more to tell.
0: Yeah, we just see them hiking and camping.
2: But I think what we learn from them is the mental and physical strains it has on you uh, as a person and, and, you know, like what you're going through. Like mm. she struggles with the cold. Yeah. Obviously, you know, she's pregnant, which yeah. she didn't know. But also it causes a lot of friction and arguments. And also I think it also depends on like what type of person you are. They are very much city people. Yeah. They are not comfortable with camping in a tent. You know, we get a lot of all oh, this fucking shithole mm. and all of that. You've got to prepare to do it when you're a fugitive. Yeah. So I think we the lesson we learn from them is definitely, uh, you know, be prepared to step out of your comfort zone. Massively. There are, I think for me, then five people who save the show. Mm. Because I think if it was on the, the ones we've just mentioned, I don't think we'd have a show. Yep. Nope. But the others do save the show. Let's start with the man who, in my opinion, does make *Hunted*. And realistically, without him, I don't think the production would have got what they're looking for. And that is Doctor Ricky Allen. Yeah, he was controversial. He was outspoken. He had a thing against the state. And even though he stayed in one place for a lot of the time, he did. He was the most criminal for me. He was the most criminal-like in terms yep. of like what he did.
0: Yeah, he. He definitely sort of, I think I want to say embodied what they were looking for. He went and got a, a car that he could just destroy. He drove himself to the middle of nowhere.
2: He second-guessed their processes, did yeah. like, AMPR and all of that yeah, stuff? Yeah,
0: he knew, he knew that he needed to not use his own vehicle. Um, he got himself to the middle of nowhere. He knew, you know, not to withdraw money himself to give it to someone else. You know when he phoned, when he phoned home, and he was using the phone box. He knew that that phone box would now be hot, and he had to go.
2: Just a shame that he parked his cart right next to one.
0: Yeah, just just a shame that you know his his tricking of them worked. You know he drew them in. His only probably downfall is leaving his phone. Mm. But you know he he did things well. He was planned. He knew what he needed to do. He was willing to go to the middle of nowhere and be in the middle of nowhere and be out of it. Um, he was willing to camp, sleep rough, sleep in his car. Um, he'd thought about what he was going to have to do.
2: He played a very, very good game. And it was only maybe a little bit of tiredness and mental exhaustion, which led to his capture and his ultimately two mistakes. One, to get in the car with, um, well, three mistakes. one. Car next to the the, the phone box. Yeah. Rather than trying to keep it hidden, lazy and tired. Two, getting in the car with his mate, which obviously was was tracked and traced rather than hiking. And three, always get off the train stop early.
0: Yep. Stayed on the train until the end.
2: Stephen and Martin, these two frustrated the hell out of me. um There was one of, I mean, I know that they, they were sort of like a little bit laddie lads. Um, there was a particular comment in one episode where they were talking about, I oh, fancy a big breakfast served by a, a big bird with tits and tattoos. That annoyed me um, yep. because it's just a, it was just a laddie thing to say. A laddie comment. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the game they played, they did actually very, very well. Yeah. They kept themselves – they knew that the best best way of staying hidden was stick to the canal network. They stumbled across a good way of getting around, which was the the bikes. They grafted for the bikes – they had a bit of a plan in terms of where they were heading but new to ask questions when they got there rather than just sort of I
0: were willing put their feet to up. quickly change their plan
2: yeah and they ju- they just played a really good game they took risks mm. um, but calculated risks <laughs> yeah um in terms of like the the vpns and the skype to skype stuff and the fake twitter account for the next door neighbors brothers dogs cats cousin or whatever it was <laughs> and they you know they did they played a, played a good game and you know, were worthy... Yeah. They were worthy fugitives, really. Yes, they were, yeah. Worthy fugitives. And then Lauren and Emily. Now, we have not been kind to Lauren and Emily over the course of the last six episodes, not in a nasty way. No. But in terms of the, oh, my God, what are you doing? Why do you keep doing that? But whilst we say that, we do also understand why, because, you know... You need to phone home. You want to know how your young baby's doing. You just need to cut yourself off uh, and do things like that. And as much as we uh, find that disappointing and find that annoying and frustrating as a viewer, Emily is a fugitive. She had a great run. She was really good.
0: The hitchhiking... You know, just one after another after another, she found herself places to stay, people to help her. I don't know whether that's because maybe she was a mum and she was maybe.
2: She had common ground for people. Yeah,
0: she was like appearing, like if she was speaking to another mother, she was speaking to their mum side. Um, and us- using that, um, Like, their common aspects, common features. It's still not what I want to say, but I can't think of the word. It's that, that she was appearing to that to them, um, and her hitchhiking worked.
2: Yeah, and she also wasn't, you know, scared to be a stowaway. She wasn't scared to sleep rough. She wasn't scared to keep moving. I mean, what was it? She spent less than £15 in a day and travelled over something like 200 miles. Yeah ridiculous effort and she, she did, was driven by it.
0: She did like fourteen hundred miles the entire time she was on the run. Yeah. She didn't stop still.
2: Yeah. Her paranoia and her erratic behaviour were, you know, big factors. But I think that actually drove her to do to do yeah. well. And I just I really do hope that afterwards that the aftercare was there yes. for her. Because that wouldn't have been something which she could have got to extraction and just switched off. No. Not for any of them really, but for her in particular. We really did see the the paranoia the the anxiety and, mm-hmm. and, and the fear and all of that as well. And also, for as well that she did being erratic and um, not afraid to get stuck in, Lauren, by contrast...
0: Very calm and calculated.
2: But did superbly well as well. Yeah. The best thing for Lauren was splitting up was Emily's erratic behaviour yeah. to do a runner. Because that really helps relax her and, and, and almost save their friendship. We yeah. say about how are these friends... Well, the reason that they are friends is because they split up on the run.
0: Yeah. And they
2: therefore appreciated what it took from each other to get there. And you saw that when they met each other at the end.
0: Yeah, and you saw that their journeys were completely different um, and that, you know, Lauren's was very calculated. Shall I do this? Shall I do this? Where shall I stay? You know, this is what I'm going to do. And Emily was all over the place. But it worked for both of them separately and they got there.
2: Yeah, they did get there. And, you know, we, we... Want to congratulate them uh, for doing that? They were those five were definitely worthy for fugitives, fugitives, fugitives. Fugitives. It's getting to that time of night, isn't it? Uh, right. Um, before we say goodbye and uh, put uh, the lid back on, Hunted Series One. Let's pick some uh, some moments uh, of standout. So, for you, I'd like you to pick for me a standout moment of the the series it can be something funny it can be something where you thought actually that's a genius move it can be something which you think oh that's absolute dipshit behavior absolutely anything moment of the 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 series for you what are you going to go with
0: i think even though they got caught Divinda and Harinda's emails that they'd sent to each other you know the whole read and then delete their supposed plan to go to caester and sea I think that was a very good diversion decoy tactic because the hunters took it and went there, and they then had time to get themselves up to Scotland um so I think that stood out as a very good decoy tactic I think one
2: for me um would be I think absolutely that is a, is a really good um moment. I think I'm probably gonna go with. Oh, it pains me. It pains me to say it. I'm going to go with Stephen and Martin's bikes. Yeah, because they had no plan to get those bikes. They literal literally stumbled across it as they were walking. Yeah, they stumbled across that bike shop and noticed them, and it completely changed the game for them because they were able to have this mode of transport, which actually then gave them a thing to be that they could disguise themselves as bikers they had a common thing to talk to each like other people about in terms of the bikes Mm -hmm. that really did change the game for them so i'm going to go with 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 their bikes Uh, any particular quotes which jump out at you because to be honest i can't look beyond um dead or alive preferably alive
0: (laughs) that is a good quote (laughs) I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head um, that sort of spring to mind other than dead or alive, preferably alive. What about
2: your friend, Karen?
0: My friend, Karen? Oh, yes, Karen, Karen.
2: Episode two. Uh,
0: don't you fucking f- think about it. I'll put you on the floor.
2: <laughs> Those two are great.
0: It That was just like, it just sort of comes out of nowhere just as a, don't think about it, you'll be on the floor. And also... Um, I don't know who says it, but slack brain fuckwits. That's Blex. Slack brain fuckwits. I quite like that one.
2: Yeah, we got some good quotes in this series and we got some good moments as well. It was good TV viewing and it did set up for, uh, you know, the future to come. And we will definitely look forward to delving into, uh, into that a little bit more as we uh, review and recap some, ser- some uh, future series in the future that have been on in the past. Does that make sense?
0: We're going to look at them in the future, but they've been on in the past.
2: Yeah, Yeah. somewhere like that. Uh, Please let us know and continue the conversation on social media what your thoughts were over Series 1 and what you think of what we've done over the past six weeks or so in terms of The Hunted Revisited. Do you want to see a little bit more of it? What ideas do you want us to, to do? Who do you want us to speak to? That sort of thing. Please do get in touch on social media.
0: Twitter, at HuntedPod. Instagram, at HuntedPod. Facebook, HuntedPod. Or email, HuntedPod, at Outlook.com.
2: Yes, and if you're going to send us an email, please do put something in the email subject. And if you want to send us a little WhatsApp, you can do that as well. The number is in the description. So add us to your phone, send us a voice note, or send us a WhatsApp message. Right, that's all we've got time for on this week's Hunted Revisited podcast. Join us again at the same time next week when we'll be joined in an undisclosed location (laughs) with... uh, current deputy Ray Howard who bless him has re-watched the entire series one made numerous notes and shares his thoughts on the fugitives and some of the processes uh, which HQ did and what they made as well so join us for that next week and of course join us in the future for that interview and for whatever content comes next Mm -hmm. for now there's only one thing left to say
0: your time on the pod is over you have been hunted bye